Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, the NFL season is in full swing and you might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. What's up y'all, it's your man Lloyd Spence and I am excited about all the things that's going on at betonline.ag. Some incredible lines this week. You got to go check them out. From the game spreads and the totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always my favorite, the online casino as well, because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd sent you on over. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise. Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy, and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. We are so glad to be here with you today for another episode of Believe in the ACC. I am Lloyd Spence. That is Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy winner, Florida State legend, and all-around good guy. <laughs> hey, what's up, Lloyd? I'm good, brother. You doing all right, man? I'm um, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> well, hanging in there is good. Sometimes that's all you got. <laughs> Sometimes all you got. I like it, though. Listen, man, it's good to see you tonight. We got a great show for everybody tonight. Uh, shout out to everybody that's filing into the building as we speak. Appreciate you for stopping by to check out our little podcast show. Uh, we do it live here every Monday and Wednesday, and it, po- it shows up on Spotify and wherever podcasts are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So check us out one way or the other. We appreciate you. Uh, listen, we got a good one today. We're going to go through and look at all of the teams that are left. We like, listen, we've, we've kind of gone ahead and slotted Clemson into the championship game uh, for the ACC because that's just how it looks like it's going to go down. So until further notice, we're going to be saying that on this show. But we're trying to figure out who will be the last team standing with them. So I wanted to go through with Charlie and look at the teams, look at their remaining games, and look at their um, key players, who we think the key players will be going down the stretch in those last five games, and just talk through that and see who we think is going to be the last team standing. So, Charlie, you ready to do it? Yes, sir. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's start with uh, the team that most people think is going to be the last team standing, Notre Dame. Uh, they are 5-0 and currently, 4-0 and in the ACC in their inaugural year in the ACC. Uh, left to play, they have Georgia Tech. Uh, they got Clemson. They got uh, Boston College, UNC, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. Tough schedule, if you ask me, because there's some sneaky games in there that uh, a team that plays like they play could, if they don't have their passing game intact, I think they could be caught slipping. But my key players are Ian Book and Kyle Hamilton, the safety for Notre Dame, who leads them in tackles, fumbles, forced fumbles, and I think interceptions as well. So your thoughts, Charlie, on Notre Dame. What do you think their record could be? And also, what do you think their key to the remainder of their season is? Uh, well, I think they, I think they, they can beat everyone on the schedule. Okay. Really? Everyone. Yeah, I think they can even beat Clemson. Uh oh. Um I don't think they will, but I have a chance. <laughs> but again, okay, they have a chance. Okay. Yeah, they have a chance uh to beat Clemson. Uh but you know, when it's all said and done, it's gonna come down to my key players, especially on offenses in book. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they their defense plays well enough to, to beat, you know, anyone. Uh, but if Ian Book is not playing well um, and they take the running game away from them and force him to beat them, uh, you know, in, in the air, 
against a very solid defense, uh, it could be a, a tough, tough evening. Um, just as we saw against Louisville. Yeah. Uh, very much, you know, Louisville did what Louisville did. Yeah. If someone finds a way to do that again, uh, that has some offense, um, some playmakers that they can rely on, they're consistent. There are quite a few teams, you know, Clemson being one and North Carolina being another to be able to do it. Uh, but I still think they're going to be the team, even with a loss to Clemson, they still have a chance to make it to the, um, to the, to the final game. Okay. So without giving us who the losses are, because we'll do that as the season progresses, but you look at those final six games, what would be uh, the record that you would project? Allen is saying he's looking at, he's saying they're going to be four and two in that final six. What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I don't know about four and two. Uh, okay. I would say they'd go five and one. Five and one. So yeah. only one loss. The wild card could be North Carolina. Yeah, that I agree with that. I, I'm going to say – there we go. We're back. <laughs> um I'm going to say the Clemson game looks a little, uh, you know, iffy, obviously. But I'm going to tell you that the, in, in addition to the North Carolina one, uh, I'm thinking that that either that Boston College or Wake Forest could be tricky as well. And look, Alan agrees with me on that. That Boston College one, we're going to find out a lot about Boston College coming up. But the Boston College is one of those X-factor teams that you, it, you don't know what you're going to get week to week. And uh, they for a Notre Dame or something like that, that's the kind of game they would absolutely get get up for. There's history there, uh, old rivalry, so I can see them getting up for that game. But uh, I'm gonna go. I'm, I think I'm gonna go four and two as well. Um, I just don't like the way this this season plays out for them. Uh, and then coming off that Clemson, a potential Clemson loss. I can see a back-to-back and then then revive yourself going toward the end of the season. But this was that was going to be interesting um, with, with Notre Dame. All right, let's go to Miami. Miami, who is currently 5-1, 4-1 in the ACC. Their remaining games are NC State, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and UNC. Charlie, what do you think about them? And who are their key players? Who are uh, the key player, or if you have more than one, who would you say is the key to making sure they get to the finish line? Uh, of course, De'Ara King. Is, right. DJ is their uh, offensive playmaker. Uh, when he plays well, really well, they they do well. Uh, you know, they scoring points. Um, and, you know, he's still making plays with his legs, which is, you know, something that he's going to need to do, continue to move forward. Um, and I think defensively, you know, the, the secondary, just in general, you know, if they can hold up, because I do believe their front seven is solid. Mm -hmm. um, if they can hold up on the back end, which they do have some talented guys on the back end, but if they can hold up on the back end, uh, I think they'll be key to them running the table, uh, which all these games they have left are winnable uh, games. Um, you may say they can slip up against, uh, you know, UNC um, or even Virginia Tech, if Virginia Tech can get themselves together um, after, you know, this past weekend. But I, I, I say all these games are winnable, so I think they can um, at least go four and one. Okay. Or, or five and zero. Oh. oh, okay, okay. The, which one are you leaning towards? If you had to, if you had to pick one, which one would you lean toward? I'm just gonna go four and one. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, I agree with you on the Eric King has to play well. Uh, I also agree with you on the secondary. Bubba Bolden uh, has to continue to play at a high level. He also has had some really big games on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, if he can continue to, 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 to help anchor that secondary and hold that secondary down, 
uh, I think they got a real good shot. I, there's no team other than maybe UNC. I, I, you North Carolina State, I just don't know yet, but but they may be what exactly what they appear to be. We'll see. But I'm, I'm leaning toward the UNC game as the trip game uh, toward the end of the season. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go 4-1 and one as well. Although I really want to go three and two, but I'm gonna go four. I would go four and one. I would go four and one in that one. Okay, um, North Carolina. We just we just brought them up. The Tar Heels. Uh, they are a four and one overall, and four and one in all games have been in the ACC. So their remaining games are Virginia, Duke, Wake, North Dakota, uh, North no North Dakota, Notre Dame, Miami. <laughs> And Western Carolina, which is an interesting game uh, to end the season. So, with six games remaining, uh, what are you thinking, Charlie? What are you thinking about North Carolina? Um, for Sam Howell, definitely. I'm gonna keep going to quarterbacks, but Sam Howell definitely has to, you know, play well. Uh, meaning, you know, take care of the football. That's what killed them in the Florida State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, early, uh, but if he can play like he played in the second half, you know, an entire game, every game, uh, then you know they have a chance to beat any anyone. Uh, defensively, I think they're okay, um, but I, I I see them losing two of the games. Ah, two of the games. Okay. Yeah. And all right, it'll probably be Notre Dame and Miami. Okay, so four and two. You going four and two on that one? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, but, it, 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 but they can also go five and one, depending upon how things go with uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, if they if they're able to win that game, um, they're either going to come in high, you know, to the Miami game, and if they lose that game you know, then there's a potential that they could have another, you know, loss the next yeah. week against Miami. So not saying that they're that, that fragile mentally, uh, but we know how sports is. So sure. I, I think North Carolina came into this season with not just ACC aspirations, but national championship aspirations. And I think they think they can ride the offensive ta- uh, talent of Sam Howell and the defensive talent of Chad Surratt all the way to the ACC championship and beyond. Having said that, this is a tough stretch of football. Once they get past Virginia and Duke, if they don't stay focused from that point on, those next three games could wait for us. Is, is is proving to us very quickly that they might be legit. And so they got to get real focused real fast to get away for it. All of the kinks that they have, they need to work that out between Virginia and Duke. They can't be, can't be having the letdowns and the mental breakdowns that they've been having um, going forward. So they got to uh, they gotta work that out uh, very quickly. Very Hey, Marco, nice to see you too, brother. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go four and two. I think I'm gonna go four and two. I think I think that Notre Dame game could be a lot, and if Miami is rolling at that time of the season, the De- Eric King is no longer a, a young player anymore. He's a he's a he's a seasoned vet by that time of the season, and he's probably playing at a pretty high level. And by that point in the season. Uh, they'll be playing for a lot. They'll be playing for their own opportunity for the ACC championship and, um, dare I say, a national championship. So I, I'm going to go forward to North Carolina uh, has been a lot more shaky than I thought they would be. And now I got a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. So I'm going to say four and two is my is my pick on North Carolina. Well, you know, also North Carolina, was they were down for 21 days. And so, yeah, and that's, too, that's a lot of time, man. So, you know, that's a lot of time not playing yeah. games, the rhythm, and those types of things. So, I know that's not an excuse for them. No, that's, a, that's legit, though, Charlie. That's legit. So, that's, you know, something now they've been playing games, and you've seen them get better each week uh, for the most part. Uh, yeah. You know, correcting something. So, you know, that time down, you know, a lot of times it's hard to overcome. 
Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. All right, so let's go to North Carolina State, 4-2 and two overall and in the ACC. All games have been in the ACC. They have remaining Miami, Florida State, Liberty, Syracuse, and Georgia Tech. Charlie, what do you think about the five games remaining for North Carolina State? Um, well, they may as a possibility that they could go two and three <laughs> these last five. Um, they're, they're another team when we talk about, you know, being a contender um, or being a last team to be standing with uh, Clemson. Uh, they're kind of up and down right now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, their key is who, who's going to be their quarterback, how he's going to play, and then which defense is going to show up. Um, you know, we've seen them play well um, against, um, well, wasn't against Wake Forest. Right, right. For sure. Um, and Pitt, you know, they played well against Pitt. Mm -hmm. um, and then offensively, you know, I think it's Larry, uh, O'Leary, yeah. the yeah, quarterback. Uh, if he plays well, then they have a chance to, you know, probably go three and two. But the Miami game, I don't see them winning. FSU, of course, that's a toss-up, but I'm not going against right. the Seminoles. All right, the key is Liberty. Um, Liberty's been playing really, really good football under Hugh Freeze. Uh, they're independent, and, you know, they they have a good, a very good football team. Um, and so that is a key to whether they go three and two or two and three. Here, here's what I'm going to throw out to people who are not aware of who Liberty is. Liberty is right now six and oh. Liberty for the season so far has beaten Western Kentucky, FIU, uh, Louisiana Monroe, who is traditionally a pretty good football team, Syracuse, and Southern Miss. They have they have played a pretty solid schedule and. They are averaging a lot of points per game. They, I, I'd say they're somewhere in the 30s, 30s in, in points per game. That is, that may, that may have looked like a, a a gimme game at the beginning of the season, but it is not a gimme game now. It is Liberty is for real, and I'm telling you, they may regret having put them on the schedule when this is all said and done. At a quarterback, uh, I don't know, I forgot his name. Uh, but I heard him on uh, Rick Rick Neuheisel talking about him on his Greisman. Um, yeah, Malik Williams, Willis, 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 Malik Willis. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a he's a really really dynamic player. Um, I think he leads them in rushing. He does, and um, yeah. I mean, he's a quarterback, so he's also throwing it. Right. And so you know, he's he's a dynamic player that I think a lot of people don't know about. Um, and if he can continue to play the way he's playing, he gives them a chance to beat anyone on their schedule. Uh, and so they're making a, uh, a run to possibly say that, man, we, we want to get in one of these conferences because we can be just as good as some of the, the guys in the conference. Yeah. Um, the way they're playing. And so I know they're independent right now, uh, but there are some – some conferences that they, they could probably get in uh, and be one of the top-tier teams. They, they look really, really good right now. They look really good. And I'm telling you, I, I, NC State may, may deeply regret scheduling them on their schedule. So I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, I'm going to throw out another name that I think needs to step up his game tremendously, and that is Zonovan Knight, the running back for NC State. Uh, I think Dennis Lee's life will be a whole lot better if Zonovan Knight can step up the running game for the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, if he can give them better production. Uh, and then NC State has has not done as well as they probably have liked on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, their best player, Peyton Wilson, uh, is leading them in tackles. But if he can step up as well and, and really anchor a strong, more – uh, stronger presence on defense, then they make him make him run the table or 
But but running the table on these five games is not going to be easy task. This, these next three in particular are going to be extremely hard. So I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm thinking uh, it's probably looking more like a three and two situation. Uh, but if they don't, if, but but um, it could easily be two and three. Easily be two and three. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very worried for NC State coming down the stretch here. So. Let's look at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, three and two in the uh, overall and in the conference. Their remaining games, uh, Louisville this weekend, Liberty, Miami, Pitt, Clemson, UVA. Yikes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Virginia Tech? Um, well, not a hooker's back. I uh, saw that they were playing him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And and defensively, uh, I think they're still pretty good. Um, and so you know they lost to I think it was Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, the other day it was twenty three sixteen. Yeah. And it was uh, you know that's a defensive you know that's not a lot of points. So defensively they did what they needed to do. Offensively, uh, they struggled, but. Playing Louisville after seeing Louisville um, against Florida State, of course, everyone gets healthy against us. Seems like, <laughs> um, but uh, I do believe that'll be another toss-up game where it can go either way. Especially depending upon how Louisville uh, decides they would like to play. Um, and but Louisville is capable of winning. Uh, Liberty, yeah. of course, is another no slouch game. You can't go in thinking well, they're Liberty. Uh, like you said, it's six and zero, and they play some teams in the conference. Uh, mm-hmm. Miami, um, of course, you know I'm a believer in what they're doing uh, right now. Pitt's a toss up. Clemson is a is a miss. Um, and UVA, I think they can beat UVA, even though that's a uh, rivalry game, uh, which that game can go either way. So, I would say, you know, like two, two. What's that? Two and, two and four. It would be. Yeah. Uh, they can either be two and four or um, three and three. I can see them going three and three. Three and three as well. Now that's if they can beat uh, Louisville or Liberty. Well, the, the Louisville fans are in the building, and they don't believe they can win. <laughs> They're calling for a 31-21 loss to, over uh, a win over Virginia Tech. So it's going to be interesting to see. Listen, I agree 100%. I think the, the key is still going to be Khalil Herbert. He's got to continue to run the ball as well as he has. He's averaging 8.7 yards a game. That's impressive. Uh, he's got five touchdowns on the season. If he continues to play – well, and and give Hooker the, the the time that he needs to kind of reacclimate himself back to the offense, then they got a shot in all of these games. But this is a tough, tough stretch. I mean, these next their next five games are brutal. Uh, and I, I think you're right. I, I I don't know if they can come out of this unscathed uh, and and missing as many people as they have been missing, and then trying to reacclimate everybody back to the system could be a lot. With this level, these level of opponents uh, coming up these next five games, so to, to not have it all worked out until Clemson is not good. So, so I, I would say two, uh, two stretching it. I'm, I'm actually going to go one and five. I think they're going to have a tough stretch here. Yeah, I think they're going to have a tough stretch here. I, because Liberty, I'm telling you, Liberty is about to play the spoiler in the ACC. They could be. Too You're right. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, but well, you know what? Maybe one and five is a little, maybe a little harsh. I'll go two and four because I think I don't, I don't necessarily believe all the way in pit. So I, I, I give them the pit game, um, and and say they'll get one more. But this, this is a tough stretch. They may have the toughest remaining schedule uh, left. So Virginia Tech, yikes! Okay, let's go Boston College. Boston College four and two overall, three and two the ACC. Uh, their remaining games are Clemson, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Louisville, and Virginia. What do you think about Boston College going down the stretch? Uh, well, I see two losses for sure. 
<laughs> okay. In my book. Yeah. Uh, Boston College is that team that we still just don't know much about. Yeah. Um, and so the Clemson game, as you mentioned, will reveal uh, how tough they are um, and, and what they're capable of doing and how far they've come as far as with the new coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that's a test for every team to see a measuring stick, to see where they are. Yeah, where you are, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clemson. Um, but I think even the Syracuse, you know, Syracuse played Clemson halfway decent for a half or so, and then it got out, it got a little sideways in the third quarter. But, you know, Syracuse has been playing teams tough. Um, I just don't see them beating Boston College. Uh, and, and Notre Dame, of course, we, we're saying that, they're one of the top tier teams, so I don't think that you know BC will will beat them. Even though you know I was a beneficiary of them losing to uh, Notre Dame, I'm sorry, beating Notre Dame back mm. in '93. Uh, so that I mean that that could happen again. Yeah, but you know, like the last Louisville, uh, depending upon how they continue. You know, play over these next few weeks, um, and then UVA. Right now, we just don't know. They're they're very like very much like FSU in a lot of ways. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, you know, you're going to get some some plays. Uh, you have the talent and those types of things, but you just don't know. You know how the outcome's going to you know be, and so they are a wild card. Um, and so that last game, I'm not sure. You know, that's kind of a toss-up at that point. But I do know they have two losses and a potential third between, uh, you know, with Louisville. Okay, so you're going, you're going three and two or two and three? Uh, I'm going to go three and two. I mean, okay. two, and three. two and three. Okay. I'll join you at two and three. Uh, their, their biggest thing is balance. Um Phil Yorkovich is 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 kind of single-handedly keeping them in these games. Uh, the running game is not there. It's just they just don't have a running game. And when you don't have a running game, when you're one-sided, it makes the game so much more difficult. So it's it's the my my key player that has to step up is David Bailey. David Bailey has got to produce. He's only averaging 3.8 yards a game. I mean, he's got to step it up, man, and, and give uh, this offense some punch. And really, and that offensive line has got to give this, uh, give him some lanes to run through. You know what I mean? I was just going to say, now, that that's the running back. Yeah. And the running back is running behind the offensive line. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, listen, I'm not putting it all on, David. But whatever hole he sees, he's got to explode through it. And, and and sometimes you got to make something happen. It's I know it's tough, man, when you don't feel like you're getting the protection you need. Uh, and it's obviously not getting the, the, the push at the offensive line that they need because uh, even Yerkovich, while he's had 1,600 yards on the season, I mean, he's got – he's, uh, one you know, 140 for 224. That's, that's not great. So uh, 62% is not the best. So – if, if they got that offensive line has got to step up, they're gonna have any shot with any of these teams. But two and three is probably safe. One and four is probably more realistic. Yeah, okay. probably more realistic. So uh, let's go to Wake Forest, who's surprising everybody right now. <coughs> um, Wake Forest three and two overall, two and two in the ACC. Bounced back after some early losses. Got an upset win last weekend. Um, their remaining games, Syracuse, UNC, Duke, Miami, Louisville, Notre Dame. Uh, that is not the best stretch, especially down the stretch. Um, two of those, I'll give them. The other three, or the four, rather. Don't know. That that seems... yeah. Uh, Sy- Sy- Syracuse and, and uh, Duke, you know, two games I, I think they should win. Yeah. Uh, and I think they will be competitive in all the other games. That's the way they've been playing. 
um, and they're capable of it with uh, Sam. I think it's Sam Hartman. Yep, Sam Hartman. Mm -hmm. He's uh, kind of, you know, he's their spark plug. He's their engine. He's the guy that makes the offense go. Um, defensively, um, I, I think they're, I think they're okay. I know early on they gave up a lot of points, um, and they've kind of settled down. And and most 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 of the years, uh, the coach Clawson's been there. You know, they've had a solid team uh, overall, and you know they they've been fundamentally sound. It, they have a funky type of run game uh, mm -hmm. where you know the guy gets the ball and he's like holding on until they get the blocks and those types of things. They have a run, you know, run RPO action going on. And then, you know, they ha they normally have a receiver or two that they feel comfortable with uh, throwing, throwing a football to. Um, and so they're a dangerous team, I would say that, you know, for for the back end. Yeah. Uh, of teams uh, for UNC, Miami, Louisville, and Notre Dame uh, because they're going to be competitive. Um, and they just seem to stay in games. Regardless yeah. of who they're playing, they just seem to stay in games. They were overmatched against Clemson, which was the first game uh, for both teams. Uh, but since that time, you know, they've been really, really competitive and won, won a few games, as we, we noted. And they've lost some, some, some good close games, in a sense. I'm looking at – I know you're looking at Sam Hartman. I'm going to go to their two-headed Russian monster in Kenneth Walker and Christian Bill Smith. And they have combined for about 820-some-odd yards for the season. If, if, if they can continue to, to control tempo and, and then Sam Hartman pick them apart in, the, in spots. So, we, so we're, we're, we're kind of – well, I guess what I'm saying is he's not having to do as much, but they can control time of possession – Keep a Louisville off the field. Keep a Miami off the field. Keep a Notre Dame off the field. Maybe you got a shot to pull out one of these, uh, one of these games that nobody saw you pulling off. Uh, there's six games left. I'm gonna go three and three. That's. I'm going go three and three. I, I can go. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. I think they might catch. It's a strong possibility they'll catch one of these teams slipping. Which one we'll find out. But. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. So now the second half team, I, I put this put this group down, and this is a smaller group, just about four teams here, uh, because they're all with four losses. But if chaos ensues with the top-tier groups, as you like to call them, then maybe one of these groups has a chance to sneak in the back door uh, if they can run the table. So I'm not as – I'm not as – Worried about whether or not we think they'll, you know, they they um, can what their record is going to be so much. But do you think they have a legit shot to run the table with what's run, uh, remaining on their schedule? So let's go to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's remaining games: Notre Dame. <laughs> Charlie, I at least got to get the question out. You're already shaking your head. Notre Dame, Pitt, Miami, Duke, North Carolina State. Yes or no? You think they can run the table? Uh, no. Not at all. Not at all. They're too young, and they've been so inconsistent with their play Yeah. Uh, that I don't think they can run the table. I think they have a leadership problem, and and it's not, not because they don't have leaders. I think their leaders are inexperienced, and they don't know what to – they don't know how to pull their team up. And so, yeah, I agree with you. That's going to be – and these next three games, my goodness, Notre Dame fit Miami. That 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 might be the end of the season right there. So uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, shout out to Pastor Core Franklin coming on. He loves Georgia Tech, so he's rooting for his uh, Yellow Jackets. We are, um, we are rooting for our own, even if there's no hope. <laughs> Charlie is savage today. He said, even if there's no hope, Charlie, no hope. Okay. Uh, we just said the next two games, the three games are going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough. Uh, so, I mean, right now they're struggling. And if they can't get up for the next three games, then, I mean, I've been on those types of teams. Yeah. I've coached those types of teams. And it's a doozy trying to motivate them 
And, you know, we're finding ways to try to win games without, you know, by losing them. Uh, so well, and, but, and by now too Charlie you know who you are you yeah. know who you are you know what your plans are and you know your weaknesses so now the season becomes okay how do we mask what we do wrong and accentuate what we do right and that's tough to do as the talent levels continue to rise on the other side of the football that's true and uh, just another note uh, when you commit to playing young players and your team is you know, middle road or average, that means that you're preparing for the future. And so yeah. I think Georgia Tech understand, like you say, they know who they are and there's no need for them to be, you know, trying to play guys that they're not going to be able to develop long term for their success. And so they're, I mean, this is like anything else. When you start playing younger players and they're your best players and your your leaders, then you're definitely looking towards the future. Um, and I'll say next year, there'll probably be a different story because of this year's experience. You know, we talk a lot about uh, Sims, as the quarterback Sims, a lot on this show and that, you know, he needs to get consistent play. But I I, I took a deep dive into the numbers today and somebody else that needs to take a deep, uh, get into the consistent area is Jameer Gibbs. And, and I think when you have inconsistent play from your two key offensive spots, your running back and your quarterback, it makes everything else difficult. Everything else. And yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, mean to be the dead horse, but yeah, I just think you know when you're putting your young players out there and they're not having the success and they're inconsistent, that's what you expect. Yeah, you know, if you get consistency out of that group, you know of playing well, then that's like gravy. But yeah. I know uh, playing young players, you're gonna get, you're gonna have mistakes and you just have to be willing to live with those mistakes uh, when you're in that state. But if you're a championship quality team, you don't have to rely on younger players um, unless you have like a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, right. Who's, you know, one once in a lifetime type player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you're starting to play multiple freshmen, you're going to have some some mistakes uh, that you have to live with. Um, and I think Georgia Tech is at that point now where Coach Collins' job is safe. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's building. He's trying to turn, you know, a wishbone offense into a spread. And you just can't do that in two years. Right, right. I don't care who you are. Yeah. So you just have to get in where you fit in, and I think that's where they are right now. Pa Pastor Gore said, Georgia Tech is built for the future. Charlie, show them some love. I, I did. <laughs> I, I, just, I just explained. You did, why they you did good, Charlie. You did good. <laughs> Let's look um, at Pitt. Pitt's got FSU, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Clemson left on the schedule. Not a lot of games left, uh, but – do you think they can run the table on those four? Uh, well, of course, I'm not going against Florida State because they we actually played them this weekend. Right. Um, but Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech, now those are kind of toss-ups depending upon – I mean, Virginia, Georgia Tech, they should be uh, – Virginia Tech is a toss-up. Clemson, you know, is a no. Mm -hmm. um, but the key for Pitt, to me, is – what is their offense going to be like? Mm -hmm. You know, which quarterback, you know, Pickett or I think is Yellen? Um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard. I was I was doing the research today trying to see was Pickett going to be back. I don't think they've announced whether or not he's going to be back yet. And so. So if it yeah. depends on the, from an offensive standpoint. But when it's all said and done, if they're playing, if Pitt's going to win games, if Yellen is the quarterback, it's going to have to be their defense. Yeah. Their defense is going to have to step up and get turnovers uh, and do their dunk, whatever it is, on the sideline um, after their turnovers. That is, to me, their recipe for success. Their offense, of course, all year has kind of been struggling. You know, they haven't been able to score a lot of points. Uh, they've mm -hmm. been beating teams, you know, 10 points or whatever it may be. Um, and so they hadn't been able to score a lot of points either. 
And so that was a concern, as we talked about earlier in a few, few of the shows, that that was one of the things that was going to hold them back from being a top contender. Yeah. It was just their consistency on offense and being able to put up points. I still think they need to get a system to where the guy didn't have to run to the sideline <laughs> every single time. <laughs> uh, but I just, you know, I, I just think the defense is going to have to carry him through yeah. these next four games. That's a lot to ask of a, of, a, of, a, of a team for the defense to solely be the reason why you win. And and while we've seen it happen in college sports before, it is a rarity. And those defensive teams that win like that have usually five to seven NFL players on that side of the ball. I don't see that with Pitt. I, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for them to run the table uh, to the finish line. So – uh, I'm going to get a no for me on that one. Uh, Louisville is interesting. Their remaining games, Virginia Tech, UVA, Syracuse, Boston College, Wake Forest. I mean, they they could easily win all those games. Yeah. Um, you know, if they play the way they play, starting to play against uh, Notre Dame, against Florida State, um, and if they can continue to improve in that area uh, of just being consistent uh, from a defensive standpoint, because I know mm-hmm. that's what kind of failed them early. And then yeah. they kind of sputtered. They, they played well, and then they sputtered, you know, against Miami. Um, they did score a lot of points, but they weren't able to be consistent um, or catch up with Miami in scoring. But – I can definitely see them, Marco, running the table uh, with that group, with that group of teams. I, I think if there's one team left that has the schedule that's set up for them to run the table, it is Louisville. And it feels like they found something in that Notre Dame game that they were able to bring to that FSU game. So if the FSU Notre Dame Louisville shows up, I think they have an incredible shot to finish this season. Uh, winning all five of these games. Now, I don't know if that puts them in an ACC championship game because they still have the four losses. But it definitely it definitely makes it interesting. Uh, if, and they'll put a lot of pressure on that upper tier group uh, to perform well all the way to the end because everybody else has you know questionable games. But they look like they have a schedule where they if they if the team that showed up Saturday shows up the remaining part of the season, they can definitely run the table. Uh, our final team, your, your Seminoles, your Seminoles. They got Pitt. They got NC State. They got Clemson. They got uh, UVA. Can they – and they got Duke. I'm sorry. Can they run the table to the end? Uh, they are capable, I do believe, of winning – I was at one, two, three, four, five, uh, four out of five. Games, yeah. They're capable of winning four out of the five. Okay. Now, whether that's going to happen or not, uh, that's, you know, they're another team that's very inconsistent. You know, they, get, they got my hopes up when they played North Carolina, even though right. in the second half they didn't score any points. Uh, and, you know, some of that was due to North Carolina, you know, putting the pressure on on them uh, in the second half. And then defensively, we kind of, you know, held on. But our key, the key to Florida State, in my opinion, will be our defense. Mm-hmm. If our defense can rise to the occasion, uh, you know, take the run game out, and then the passing game is where we kind of struggle um, to cover guys, guys running open, um, you know, just a whole bunch of things that you normally don't see against very good defenses. And, you know, just the passion to, to run through tackles, guys flying around. I saw that in the North Carolina game and then the Louisville game. It, it, you know, guys going up to guys, bad angles, just, you know, just didn't seem like they were uh, focused on, you know, tackling and being in the right spots and those types of things fitting well. Um, and they gave up a lot of big plays. Now, Pitt, 
they may not give up big plays in the passing game, but of course they, they run the ball well and they do have, you know, something. But we just can't turn the football over against Pitt. North Carolina State is another toss-up game. Yeah. But I, I can see us run – I can see us winning four out of five games if the defense rises up. I think offensively we have enough to be able to get some things done. Um, of course, we may need Terry back um, just so we have a, have a guy that we feel comfortable with. We have a lot of drops um, against Louisville. And that's a that's a problem, you know. Yeah. As a quarterback, you need guys to make great catches and be consistent. I know they made some good catches in the uh, North Carolina game, but that's one game. And so, I see us win it. We can win four out of five for sure. Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna say this to you, and uh, Marco agrees with you. He said, "I'm going out on a limb." He said, "FSU will finish four and one." I, I like that Jordan is so dynamic. I'm going to tell you who he reminds me of, just not quite – well, yeah, kind of, really. No, I will say that they do remind me of each other. He reminds me of Lamar, his first year at Louisville. He could run incredibly well. He could throw reasonably well. But he did both together pretty good for his, for, for his age, if you will. So – that translated from the from that from his that first year he started to the next year being a Heisman Trophy winner, and I think jo- Jordan has something that's special, but he's trying to figure it out. And so, what I think needs to happen on the offensive side of the ball that will help the defense, Ladanian uh, Webb has got to kind of get it going a little bit and take a little bit of pressure off of Jordan to on the, in the running game. I think. And it, by doing that, maybe that gives the defense a few extra minutes to rest. It gives them some time to kind of regroup. Because if you're getting four and outs, that's not good. If defense, no defense can stay on the field the whole game and win. It's just impossible to do. I don't care on any level. And so if, if, if Webb can give him some support and maybe even Torfield, I know they use Torfield quite a bit in certain situations, uh, maybe even Torfield, just really getting that support in the run game so that everything else can open up. I think they, I, it could be interesting. It could definitely be interesting going down the stretch. Could you check and see how many uh, rushing yards they had against Louisville? Uh, I can. I can. I can definitely check that and see. And, and just let me know. You know about both players? Just overall in general. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, I knew that number. Just Damian Webb had over, I think, 100 yards. Uh, Webb had 74 rushing and 24, 21 receiving. Okay. He's yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Torfield actually outrushed him in that game. He had 76. So that's not bad. That's not horrible. Uh, 265 overall, 47 of those were Jordans. Uh, that's not bad, but, but it, it's got to translate to opening up everything else. And it didn't in that game. I, I like Webb personally. Yeah, I do too. I think Ladainian is, 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 is I mean, in the right direction. I think I, I like I, I really like him and um, LT as they call it, Tolafili. Okay, uh, is another guy that I like. I know they keep playing Corbin, uh, but I I would rather see them play, you know, LT. Um, the young guy, which he brings very, you know, he, he's dynamic when he has the ball in his hands and he, he's shifty. And I, I like, I really like him. You know, those two two running backs, I just don't think uh, they they give him the ball enough, mm-hmm. which I, I think they started to do a little bit in the um, Louisville game. You know, they did. In the passing game, uh, running the football, because if you can get a hat on a hat, and one guy, I mean, it's hard to tackle those guys one-on-one. And so we did see that consistently. And I think, you know, they're not going to run uh, Travis Jordan uh, much because he has a bum shoulder. And so, you know, they're going to be um, – they're going to take their time. I mean, they're going to take – they're going to be cautious yeah. in running him as much. You know, design runs, I should say. And I think for me, when I play quarterback, 
the best time for me to run the football was in the passing game. Um, and I didn't, I had a few design runs, but uh, for the most part, I earned a lot of my yards rushing uh, just on drop back passing game. And mm -hmm. you recognize the defense or you get pressure or you see what they're, you know, they're man to man. That's like almost automatic. If you're not right. going to throw the ball right now, you're going to find a way to get through the, the, the crevices of, of the defense because everyone's, you know, got their back to you. Um, and so, you know, it's just, I think they're going to start finding that out um, because right now he's struggling with his shoulder. But I thought Chubba um, Purdy yeah. came in and uh, looked look halfway like he knew what he was doing, you know, as a freshman. And that was encouraging as well. Uh, heard he, I heard he had some drops uh, along the way. But I think our quarterback room is is cool. Um, offensive line, people keep talking about offensive line. I think they're doing a, a very good job uh, compared to what we've been accustomed to. Um, and it does help to have a guy that can move. I just right. – it makes it – <laughs> It makes the offensive lineman, you know, life a lot, whole lot better because you know yeah. if, you miss a, if you miss a block, it's not like the end of the world. We got a question coming in from the chat. It says, "What is the one thing? What is that one thing you uh, do you think that FSU is missing from this season? Last season, they said it was the coaching. Well, I mean, everything is going to form fall back on the coaching and all those types of things and. The coaching from last year was an escape goat um, for a guy that, that wasn't theirs. Um, and what I mean by that, the people who were making decisions, uh, that wasn't their choice. And mm -hmm. so they were going to find a way, uh, if he wasn't winning, to get him out. Um, you see some of the same things happening on the field that happened early. I mean, happened earlier last year. Um, and it's just a different vibe because everyone feels comfortable with the, with the coach um, and, and what he's brought to the table, the foundation. And that's the other thing a lot of people didn't know was, you know, there are a lot of foundational issues uh, from the past regime. I'll just say that from the past regime, there's a lot of foundational issues mm -hmm. uh, that coach Norville, Norville has addressed. And so I think that's something, you know, moving forward, uh, once you can start to get guys who are buying into the accountability, being responsible, uh, doing all the necessary things you need, being a family, being planned for one another, all those things. And that's a part of any team, but I know here at Florida State, uh, that's something that everyone has noticed that's in the building, that's in the know, they've noticed that's the biggest, one of the biggest differences. Wow. Like I said, the discipline part hadn't showed up as much, but now you see guys being held accountable when they make a bonehead mistake for the most part. Um, and so eventually once he can get, because they, they're starting to recruit a little bit better, um, and it's not so much the five-star, four-star coach. You need some of those guys, but you also need the right fit. Right. Well, listen, they, they, I think they, they've actually played better uh, than they started the season, and, and, and I think they're starting to figure some things out. You know, uh, Toa Philly, is it Philly? Toa Philly? Yeah, Toa Philly. Toa Philly actually had a great run. I think he broke one for like 49 yards at one point in that game. So he's, they got something. It's just a matter, again, of, and you have to remember, with Travis, these guys only played together, what, three games? They're like together. So we're not talking about a lot of experience they've had together. So there, there, it takes time to make all this stuff gel and find consistency and continuity. All that stuff takes time, but I think they're going to get there. And the schedule now sets up for them to do it, for them to get there. So I think that, that you're going to see a, a different team. So it's, it's not impossible that they can go 4-1 and one in that stretch. All right, Charlie, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Let's pick them. All right, here we go. Boston College, Clemson, 11 a.m., ABC. Who you got, Charlie? Uh, well, I'm refusing to pick against Clemson again. If I did, you know, 
Routine. Maybe I was tired when I, if I did pick against Clemson, which I don't think I I had. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, okay, uh, but I'm going with Clemson. I, I mean, I don't care how many points they score. I just think offensively, if the defense can give their offense the ball enough uh, times, they're going to find a way to just wear you down because they just have so many weapons, uh, and the quarterback is dynamic, making great decisions. And they, of course, their run game is the run game. You know, regardless of who they put it, put it tailback. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Etienne is a grown man. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay, yes, how you had to try to slice it? Uh, he is a grown man that runs violent, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, here's a nice guy, but he runs violent. Right, he's a nice guy off the field. <laughs> he's a nice guy off the field. Listen, were you surprised a little bit that? Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence said that he, there's a possibility he may come back. Were you surprised by your dad? Um, you believe that? I mean, at Clemson, you, you don't – there's a possibility probably if they don't win the national championship. But I don't I, – I don't know what they're drinking over there, but that wouldn't be wise. Yeah, I – I find that hard to believe unless he just absolutely does not want to go play in New York for either team. Uh, I I would agree with that. If he didn't like if he didn't like where he's going, yeah, uh, then there is a possibility. I would say he would, you know, come back. Marco thinks that uh, Dallas is going to tank for Trevor. <laughs> well, listen, Dallas. Doesn't have a lot to play for left, I don't think. If they don't, if they can't get keep their quarterback upright, so you might be right about that, Marco. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Wake Forest and Syracuse. That's a tw- eleven a.m. Central game as well, or noon Eastern. Uh, this was in Syracuse. Come on, Dino, can you pull this one out, Dino? I think it's going to be a really competitive game because, uh, like you said, like we've been saying, Syracuse has been competitive. And yeah. most of their games, they just got a little sideways against Clemson. But they scored 21 points um, in the first half. So it wasn't like Clemson gave up some points late. Um, this was the first half. Maybe Clemson was sleepwalking. You know, right. <laughs> but uh, still, you can see the improvement uh, that Syracuse is making each and every week. But I just think Wake Forest, uh, you know, they've been playing really, really well. Um, their style of play, um, I think, is conducive to keeping the score um, manageable. Um, but I think it's going to be a close win for Wake Forest. I, I think Wake Forest is is starting to kind of hit a groove. I don't think they take any steps back this week. Not this week. Now, the season is still a lot, a lot of games left to play, but I don't think this is the week they take a step back. I agree with you. I think Wake Forest gets the victory. Let's go Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. I don't know if we need to spend a lot of time on this one. We, I think we probably both feel like Notre Dame is probably going to get this one. Yeah, right. I would say Notre Dame. Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah, just for the record. We'll, 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 we agree on that one. Uh, Virginia Tech and Louisville. This one is interesting to me because it, 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 this is the who's going to show up bowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, with Louisville, if the Louisville team – that showed up the last two weeks shows up, I think it's a blowout. I think it's an absolute blowout. I think they got the horses that Virginia Tech is just not ready for. Uh, if if they regress in any way, Virginia Tech is the type of team that will catch you slipping. So I'm gonna go with Louisville. Uh, but 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 this'll be this will be the telltale of the season for Louisville football. I, I would agree with that assessment. Uh, that this will show where they are uh, off of a big win and a close loss to, you know, to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it definitely will show where they're trending. Uh, if they're going to be trending upwardly or where they're going to be trending to inc- with the inconsistent, you know, inconsistency right. of their play. And so I think that's something, you know, this game here will we'll show uh, playing a team like Virginia Tech. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how Louisville comes out uh, this weekend. Look like they're playing at home, which 
would be good for them um, as well. So I'm going with Louisville as well. Marco saying two two in the company will handle this. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game though. Very interesting. Charlotte and Duke. Now you want to go with Duke. Come on now. We we can't <laughs> we gotta go with Duke. Duke's been competitive. They have. They, they they now listen, one thing you cannot say is that Duke has not been competitive. They have been very competitive. They've, uh, you know, they just been spotty. You know, they may play one, one or two quarters a game, but it could be the first and fourth, or it could be the second and third, or they may play three quarters. You know, it could be first, second, and fourth quarter. Right. That that's my fear, man. That's my fear, Charlie. <laughs> Will they play four quarters? I would say they're going to play four quarters this week and beat Charlotte. It's in Duke. It's in Duke. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Duke, but I'm not I'm not confident. <laughs> I'm not confident in anyway. I'm watching the score, and I'll be hoping that my team that I picked, you know, I know it. well and winning. <laughs> Just because, like we said, man, they have not put a, they have put very few full games together this season, so. I, I I'm gonna say Duke. I just I just wish if we were talking Duke basketball, I'd be a lot more confident. But we all right. Last game of the weekend, uh, seven o'clock Central Start Time, eight p.m. Eastern. North Carolina and Virginia. Well, North Carolina last time they played in the road wasn't very good. They were not very good uh, for at least a half. And so hopefully last week they got healthy. You know, they played, I think, relatively well the entire game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, get back on track and playing well on the road. Um, Virginia, of course, you know, had a tough loss. Uh, but they're still a dangerous team, um, you know, with their defense. Their defensive line is very solid. Um, you know, the quarterback plays kind of been up and down, but they still have some, some positives in their run game. I don't know his name, but he runs well. Uh, number 21, I can't say his name, um, but he's a, he's a very good, very good runner. Uh-huh. They got uh, Davis, the big tall kid, Davis. Um, but I'm just, I, I think North Carolina is starting to get it figured out. So I'm going with North Carolina. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. Um, Virginia's game last week was interesting against Miami. And and they pushed Miami in every possible way. Um, I don't know if that's indicative of an upward trend or just an off night for Miami. I'm thinking it's an off night for Miami, and I'm going to go with North Carolina. I just – I don't – Virginia has struggled since their only win against Duke. And uh, and they have not been able to put together a complete game since then. I don't think this is the opponent. They got a tough stretch uh, to finish out the season themselves. They got UNC, Louisville, um, FSU, Boston College, Virginia Tech, uh, ACU. Is that is – that, uh, who is that? Is that Abilene? Abilene Christian. Oh God! Well, Abilene Christian is a—they should beat Abilene Christian, right? Yeah, they, they should, should be. beat Abilene Christian, right? They should beat Abilene. Christian. <laughs> That's a money game. We'll 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 What's just that? say yeah, beat game. Abilene Christian. I don't know, but listen, this is an interesting week because we uh we're either gonna be all the way right together or we all gonna be all the way wrong together. <laughs> so uh, no real surprises this week. Next week is gonna be the the, the tree shaking where you and I will. Figure out some separation or such. Uh, we got some really interesting games coming up next week, but this should be a great weekend of ACC football. I hope everybody's gearing up uh, to get ready to watch it. Uh, I know I will be. Charlie, uh, you got any parting words for the people? Um, now I'm just interested in seeing how the teams who are battling, like Notre Dame, 
Um, see how they continue to trend, trend this week. Um, you know, a team like Miami, uh, see how they continue to, to keep trending. But, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, which team that we just talked about from the bottom yeah. is going to, you know, finish the season strong um, and so their season can be, you know, at least feel like they've had some <laughs> success yeah. this year um, after, a, after a slow start. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Corey decided to talk a little trash. He said, yo, Jacks are going to sting the Irish this weekend. Uh, the, the mascot, yes. That's that's what they, that's what they will do. Nah. The mascot will sting somebody. Yeah. The team, maybe not so much. <laughs> not this year. I mean, not this year. Not this. Not this year. I mean, not this year. we just we, we just we want to see progress. But I like that Pastor Cord is riding hard. He believes a man of faith. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, guys, it's been great fun with you. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. We enjoyed doing it for you. Uh, this is Believe in the ACC. Shout out to our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Go check them out. And uh, if, if, you, if you're a betting man, this is your paradise. Go over to BetOnline.ag and just enjoy yourself. I guarantee you they got what you're looking for. So uh, until we see each other again, Charlie, I look forward to seeing you next Monday, brother. Have a great weekend, man. How you do the same? All right. You guys enjoy your weekend. And uh, if you're the Noisemaker page, if you're a Noisemaker fan, I'll see you tomorrow morning for Talking Noise at uh, 11 a.m., 12, 12 noon. So we'll see you tomorrow morning. If not, if you're just a sports fan, I'll see you on Monday. All right. Have a great weekend. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.